God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. David, <laughs> what's up, brother? Welcome back. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, Glad great to, be to here. have you here. Absolutely. Been grinding hard down there in LA. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, nonstop grind. You know, just trying to bang that project out, man. It's been yeah. a, it's been a good minute. I've been down there. It's always a great time coming back up here. Yeah, back yeah. up for the holidays. Right. I last time I was here was you know we did the Thanksgiving session. I was able to sit yeah. down and we had a blessed session. Yeah, a little interview. Yep. That was a good time. And then now I'm back up uh, for Christmas. Nice. And then day after Christmas, guess where I'm back at? You know, back LA. Back at it. <laughs> back at it, though. Yep. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Uh, just family stuff. Oh, dude. Oh, man. This is actually going to be a blessed one. Is it? Not, much as, not so much as gifts. We're, gonna, yeah. we're choosing to like put that money for gifts towards giving to others this year rather than because we're so blessed man we yeah we've been given just about every provision god provided like so much abundantly for us and you know this is that holiday where we can put some of that money towards actually giving to people in need you know what i mean and yeah the but what i'm excited about now is the thousand dollars of crab that my brother-in-law bought we all threw down Nice. Like two hundred, two fifty each, or whatever. A it's gonna thousand dollars of crab. That wow! How much? How many pounds of crab is that? I have no idea. It's, got, it's probably a couple batch because those. I mean, it's a big drum that it's gonna get cooked in, but it's probably yeah. a couple batches worth. Maybe I don't know. How many people are you feeding? A lot. Yeah. You know, we got a whole squad. Yeah. You know, big the family. Petricks run deep. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just so doing it a big Christmas party at your parents or something. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah. Well. How parents is getting remodeled oh, bathroom it? yeah there's it's oh, full nice. re, you know it's full re, remodel going on over there right now yeah um it's like a construction site so no yeah. nothing it's not going down over there but you know at the sister's house nice. blessed time blessed house it's gonna be a something definitely to look forward to i mean you know you get caught up in this work and yeah like i i, I miss out on things like ministry and 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 stuff like that. Of course, you know, you never stop ministering to people and, and spreading the light and love of God. I do that every chance I can possibly get. Yeah. You know, I never, I, I try to never try to skip the opportunity. You know what I mean? But yeah, like not being active in ministry constantly or staying tapped in, I begin to feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I start to feel it. And it's like, you know, you almost begin to, it's not that I've personally lost purpose or beginning to, but you almost do. You're just like, I'm just on this work. Like they say like white knuckling it, you know, what does that mean exactly? Like white knuckling is usually like people that are not, they're just hanging on. You know what I mean? Like they're not really working a program. They're not. So, you know, they're usually pretty stressed out, right. like anxious mm-hmm. and like it, you get white knuckles when you hang on tight, you know, and right. to something. So and you're and, just hanging on tight to your recovery, but you're not really doing much for it. You know what I mean? You're just freaking hanging on. By, and by I got, and, got and I felt like I got on the close to that, you know, just where I'm, I'm just working. Like how, what, how yeah. much time do you possibly have for your recovery when you're working 12 hours a day? Yeah, and no. it's that type of job where you want to just fall flat on your face. 
yeah no it's you know it's a good point you know and and uh especially people that are early in recovery like Mm. you got to really pay attention to you know how much you're working how much you're doing anything you know what i mean Mm. like you don't want to be doing too much of anything a burnout you know yeah Yeah, you freaking burn yourself out and especially early in recovery like you're just wanting to get your stuff back you know maybe you lost everything and you're like dude i'm just gonna freaking grind 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 Grind. until i get housing until i get a vehicle until i pay off these court fines whatever you got going on yeah but you got to really pay attention to you know how you're feeling right like and i did that episode on halt don't get too hungry angry lonely or tired and that's part of it is like Mm -hmm. make sure you're not burning yourself out on work because Mm -hmm. when you're over exerting and like and it's not even just like working 12 hour days it's like the stress on your mind, you know, and like trying to perform, like trying to meet standards, right? Like you're trying to put out a good product. You're stressing about timelines. Right. You're managing human beings. Like all these different factors go into it, you know? And when you're working that much, typically your diet's not that great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Typically, you know, (laughs) like you say, your ministry, you know, things that you're more connected to God and, and service, those things take a back seat. Lacking. Yeah. Lacking, so, you know, you know, you got to really pay attention to those things. And like, there's seasons for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get into it too, where I'll work freaking 20 days straight sometimes, you right. know, what I mean? weekends and, and all these things. And, uh, sometimes it's necessary, you know, you got to get projects done or whatever it is, but you, you have to have balance. You know what I mean? Balance is a, is a crucial part of life. And uh, it's Absolutely. a it's a very crucial part of recovery. Right, you, know? right. you gotta. There's time to grind and there's time to rest. Right, you know. See, I I look at recovery as like this stable like line, because my addiction was like, yeah. If you looked at my addiction on a graph, yeah. Versus like how I live my life now, it's just a steady line. Yeah. There's your little bumps and humps, you know. Yeah. And seasons, like you said, which is you know completely fine. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I've been I've been doing to stay plugged in is like I have to as soon as my feet hit the ground, I have to drop on my knees and pray, bro. I have to acknowledge God. That's the only right way for me to start my day. Yeah. Even though I'm going to live it, you know, I'm a sin throughout the day. There's things I'm going to think about that are not good throughout the day. I'm going to try my best, though, to fill it with God's love and goodness like. Yeah, because you know, you know how our minds work. We're so, it's so easy to just like just just be veering off into the wrong yeah. direction and and entertaining the wrong thoughts. You know, especially lust. Man, you really got to watch out for lust because, like, I'm in L.A., bro, and I'm up right now, making a bag, driving a brand new car. Um, you know, I've had opportunity and. You know, you know when you have an opportunity to hit up on a woman, and it's really likely. I skip on those, cause I can't deal with fulfilling my sexual, you know, lustful things that I think about. You know what I mean? And that thing, those things as a man, you know, it can it can really be hard. You know, but yeah, I I take example of my friends who sleep around. And then look at the consequences of that sleeping around. Sure. 
yeah. the spiritual consequences, how much it actually pulls you away from God. Yeah. And, you know, more than the world and the enemy is already trying to pull you away from God. Now you got yeah. your own stuff. And then obviously, you know, there's soul ties and there's so much, obviously, yeah. said no, about I, that. I right? agree. Like, <clears throat> we downplay, like, how uh, heavy, like, sex is on a person. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, on your spirit, especially women. Like, men don't hold the same weight with um sex as women do i, I feel like you know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it it just gets tossed around so much in our society but it's you know it's a it's a spiritual exchange it's a bodily exchange yeah. you know 100 and like you are giving it you're sharing energy and you're sharing fluids and mm -hmm. like there's so much going on there Jeez. and there's always unless it's a, a monetary exchange with a prostitute or something there's always emotions involved for one party. Right. I mean, right? even even that whole prostitute exchange, I mean, this minister in <laughs> South America ended up getting uh, slept with a prostitute like once or twice, ended yeah. up getting possessed by this prostitute. Yeah, I know. That's, just, from, that's, just from sleeping with her. Yeah, you that, know? that goes kind of the point. Like, right. there, there's way more going on than just it, sex it just, there. It, you, know? you, get, you get entangled in this yeah. lust, man. And, and yeah. guess what? That... Is it's gonna get old, that that girl you're sleeping with, and that it's without the love of God, it's nothing not gonna fulfill you. Without yeah. proper marriage and do, taking the right steps, you know what I yeah. mean. Like you're you sleeping around and just constantly chasing women or whatever the yeah. bag, yeah. And women, you know, people just get so caught up in that, and I see. You know, a lot of brothers, you know, and even sisters in the church, you know, that go through this struggle. Yes. Like, it's like, you just had like three boyfriends this year. Okay. I know. You know what I mean? Like, all yeah. right. You know, like, yeah. not judging nobody, obviously. Like, I've, I, I got my own, I got to stand before God on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. we, we, we like to hold each other accountable to some degree, you know, like I, I, I tell my cousins and stuff that sleep around and mess around. I'm like, dude, you. You don't see what it's doing to you. Like, how do you not see it? They think it's just like, okay. Well, yeah, and a lot of times in, in today's day and age, like, you're, you know, prided for it, right? Mm. Like, you're The more women you sleep with. Yeah. And then women are being paraded and prided for, oh, cheating on their man, and oh, yeah. I got him. Or, or shamed. Or shamed, both. Vice, exactly, yeah. there's both. And yeah. that, and I'm not and, here to say do or don't. What no, I'm saying is right. there's consequences for your actions. There's consequences yeah, for your yeah. actions. But right. to go back to something I think is important that you said is, like, first of all, when you're, you know, you're very busy, you're doing your thing, but like you're still hitting your knees every morning, like still maintaining that relationship mm -hmm. with a higher power, and like making sure that you still stay connected in, in one way or another. Like you have to we talk about in these programs that we have a daily reprieve contingent on spiritual growth, basically. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if we lose that connection with our higher power, like we're just, we're screwed, you know? Yeah. And uh, one of the blessings of this program that we work and what you were talking about, like, you know, going through your day and we're going to sin and we're going to have less of the flesh and, and be pleasure seeking and all that. But, you know, in the tenth step, we we look at our we take a daily inventory, right? right? We we at the end of the day we look at how 
how we're acting, you know, we look at how we're thinking and we correct ourselves where we're wrong, right? We, mm-hmm. we take a daily inventory and, and we, when we're wrong, we promptly admit it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's to ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. Like we look at, you know, our actions in society and how we're dealing with other people. And if we're wrong to people, we say sorry. But if we're wrong to ourselves or to our higher power too, then we need to change course, 100%. repent, right? That's 100%. what repent means, change direction. Yeah. So that's why working this program and having a program of recovery is vitally important that right. way. So you can just having that awareness, right. right? Because a lot of times I know for me when I was in my addiction, like I was just doing whatever I wanted. Aimlessly. Aimlessly. Yeah. Just like didn't matter how I was affecting other people. Didn't matter how mm. I was treating myself <clears throat> or people that I love. Or, you know, the public in general. Like, I was just cared about myself. You know, it was just very selfish, self-seeking behavior. And had no awareness of how I was dealing in society. Or a care. Like, I didn't care to be aware. You just look so inwardly. Like, yeah. as an addict in, yeah. in that, in that, um, in that you know, s- situation as an addict. Like, all you care about is that next high or yeah. that bag. Like... There's literally nothing that can snap you out of that. That's like a trance, bro. Like yeah. you're so tunnel visioned, bro. Yeah. Bag, different bag. Not the bag we're chasing now. You're chasing yeah. a different bag, you know? Yeah. And it's just really something that entangles people, you know, as yeah. as we know. You go drive down Roseville Road and you see that entanglement, you see that brokenness, you see yeah. that, you see that wickedness that leads you that's that's the end result you see it you see where that shit leads you that wickedness that that self-desire seeking the drugs and it's not the same for every situation obviously there's people that do drugs and you know have money keep jobs lose job keep jobs whatever they don't always end up on the streets but just about 100 percent of the times you're gonna end up miserable that's that's a fact, you know. Yeah, when you're, whenever you're, you know, pleasure seeking or, like that only that always ends with pain, right? You can only chase pleasure for so long before it turns into pain, right? You know, and uh, and that's why people with a lot of money and shit end up being like sadists, you know, and like, yeah, they they seek weird stuff because yeah, yeah, they yeah. have so much abundance that like. Only more and like weirder vices are gonna please them right. because the normal joys of everyday life don't do it for them mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. It becomes boring. No, I mean, so you go yeah. down like weirder and weirder rabbit holes. Right. You know what I mean? To well, where and it, it leads you to to pain eventually. Hundred percent. That Lambo is gonna get boring. Those properties yeah. are gonna get boring. Yeah. Those extravagant vacations with all the the women and stuff yeah. are gonna get boring. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to want to be in a basement tying somebody down or doing something sick and twisted. Yeah. And that's happening. Yeah, like, no. how many people end up just disappearing off the streets? Yeah. You know, and then there, there's a few cases in SAC where it's like, it's known that this person was taken by an underground trafficking, sex trafficking ring. Yeah. It's well known. And the cops still haven't caught nobody and the person's still missing. Yeah, and it's not like they just let them go when they're done with them. 
You know, what's what's the next sick twisted thing? Look at the movie Hostel. Oh, yeah. fiction. No, that's that's based off of a true story. You know, there's places of torture for fun. You know, like that's just where those roads lead. You know, like yeah, you everything becomes really, really. You come used to everything. Like I said, you're gonna get used to that that chick you're sleeping with. You know, you're gonna get used to that that nice car or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. If you find if that's if you put if your heart resides in that in that possession that's you know you're freaking screwed if your heart doesn't reside on the things in heaven then you're already it's already perishable you know it's gone and you know anything like monetary Mm. and physical like none of that stuff is is very fulfilling at the end of the day you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like i have more money now than i've ever had in my life and it's never enough it's just never enough. No, you can never have a nice enough anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's why you see people, and I'm not rich by any stretch. No. But like, even though you talk to ultra rich people, it's still like money is not satisfying. Money is a tool, right? Like money can allow you to do things that you want to do. And really, it's like an amplifier. Like if you're a good person, money's going to make you more of what you already are, right? Absolutely. Like if you're a giving person, you're going to be able to give more. Mm-hmm. If you're a selfish person, you're going to be more selfish, you know? Like it's a, it's an amplifier, but it's not it's not satisfying. Like it's nice to have a fat wad of cash in your hand, and it's nice to be able to do whatever you want with money and like be able to provide and I'm not like downplaying the the value of money. No, 100%. But yeah. money in itself is not valuable mm-hmm. right the moments that we have with our family especially times like these and and christmas and holidays like being with family and having relationships and like being able to you know have moments together and like be able to share life with other people and to bring value to other people and to be of service and mm-hmm. in, in times of need and like bring that light to the dark world and and you know to to live a life of meaning right right right. that that has value like that has eternal real real value real value yeah right and that is fulfilling like living a life of purpose is fulfilling yeah i would rather live a life of purpose and have less money than live a a meaningless life when and be filthy rich yeah and you know the book of proverbs there's so many proverbs on that you know there's better better is a man with nothing than a rich man with but he's evil or whatever like there's so it's it's said in so many different ways but you know it's it's it they're wise sayings for a reason you know that's a true thing you can you can take that one to the bank yeah you know just like who you surround yourself with you are literally a mixture of like your first five closest people to you yep your friends or your family, whatever it is, whoever you bring close to you is who you become pretty much. Like yeah. people close to you and the things that you're listening to, right? Listening it's that to. influence on yourself. You know, we we hear things, we see things, you know, we share information with each other and then we regurgitate it to other people. Well, you know what I mean? Like I can tell when someone listens to too much like rap music. Anything. Like yeah. right, too much anything. <laughs> you can just tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just begin to emanate like that energy yeah you know it just becomes a part of them yeah you know like that's why you know 
I don't watch movies. Be really careful what I put into my eyes. Like we talked about in the last episode, how do I even start using drugs? I saw the mob film. Yeah. And what did the mob guy do? He did coke. And he liked to drink. And he had a gun. And he was freaking yep. cool. Yep. <laughs> Drove the caddy, got the money. I know. Beat the crap out of anyone. You know, like that's it's enticing crap they put on these these uh Hollywood movies, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, you you go to the next extreme. There's freaking pornography, OnlyFans, uh there's uh you go on black you know on the dark web you find your torture rooms and all the weird stuff that people watch dude it's freaking disgusting then yeah you know it's it's, it's you sh- think it's just entertainment but that nah, stuff affects you bro, you know it's, it's it affects you it's it's just about is it's probably one of the most effective things like besides straight slamming something into your veins you're sl- you're slamming something in you yeah may not be heroin. But you're you're freaking you're you're ingesting something really bad, you know, spiritually, yeah. physically, whatever, mentally. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Like I know, that's why I stopped listening to like gangster rap and stuff. Is like, it just it lowers my vibration, and I can you know it puts me in a different state of mind that I'm not trying to be in. You know what I mean? Like when I listen to that type of music, and like when I'm watching gangster flicks and and all that type of stuff, like all of a sudden I want to carry a gun, you know? And like all these things, you know, sound nice. Yeah. Like how, how else can I get money? Like, you know what I mean? The wheels start turning and like it lowers your vibration down to that frequency where like you're on the same level as the people saying these things to you, you know, the things that you're watching, like you're, you're in that same vibration and where you're lusting you know, for things of the flesh and like violence and all these things, like those are lower vibrational frequencies. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I'm, when I'm vibing with Jesus and like, you know, praising God and, and like living a, a righteous life, I feel light. You know what it's I mean? That My, goosebump energy. Yeah, it's bro. That like good energy. Yeah. You know when I'm mean? being of service, like, I'm just happy. I'm light. I, you know, I'm, I'm vibrating at a mm. higher frequency mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, your your frequency is what you frequently see, right? There's that saying. Your your frequency is what you frequently see. So what you're looking at, what you're listening to, what you're mm. saying to other people, like that's the frequency that you're going to be vibrating at. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's very important. Right. And that, that's why, like, it's important to dive into the word, man. It's like a – I look at the Bible, bro, as like soap for your brain and your yeah. soul. Like spiritual shower, dog. Yeah. And then food. Yeah. You know? So you get to shower up spiritually yep. and then you get to eat some food too. Yeah. And you know Drink that, of my water and you'll never thirst again. Living right? water. Yeah. Rivers of living water. Yeah. Flowing just like a stream. Shout out yep. Brian Trehoden. Yeah. Would love to have you on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. We tagging we tagging Brian Trejo on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, but for real, what a great ministry that guy's doing. Um, you know, a lot of and and these, these some of these people out there in the Christian community need to really chill out on talking trash on on people like these a lot of these uh Christian rappers just because it's rap. Yeah. Like, first of all, you're 
you're you're you're <clears throat> not okay most of the people saying these things they're not even able to walk into like a gang infested neighborhood right. and and relate to anyone and yeah. pull anybody out of there so who to who are you to even like begin to speak to to on someone like you know of that caliber you oh, know that guy's holy spirit led yeah. And it's a special ministry to talk to gang members and drug addicts. It really is. Yeah, and that's the thing is like the things that the devil uses against us, God will flip and use for purpose, right? Yeah. And so guys like Brian Trejo and guys that are using rap music to get to a certain, you know, type of person. People that are that relate Amen. to to rap music. Yeah. Right. Those people here, you know, they like the beat of rap. They've been listening to rap their whole life. You know, a lot of street dudes, things like that. Like, they like that genre of music. Yeah. So, you know, guys like Brian Trejo and, and other guys that, you know, that that do Christian rap, they're able to reach those places. Mm -hmm. And especially if they have a past of addiction or a past of street life gang life violence prison and yeah prison and they flipped the script and now they're now they're doing a, a holy ministry for jesus christ right. and like using Flip the that script. that genre of mm. music to to forward the kingdom of god uh, well when like it's, it's very powerful like when it says all things work for the good for yeah. those who love god all things work for the good for those who love god yeah so if you just, if you if you gave your life to Christ and you decided to start a green a screamo band, but it's truly glorifying God and you're pulling people out of emo, you know, like like type crowds, Satan worshipers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah. Like even though I would never listen to that, yeah. <laughs> like that's that you know that's freaking great. Dude. Yeah, but they could they might be able to reach somebody that, that we can't or right. that Brian Trejo can't, right? Somebody else that you know they they like that type of music, you know. Like you know one 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 repented soul, heaven basically throws a party, right? And sometimes I feel that energy, bro. Yeah, like heaven yeah. on. He on heaven in heaven as it is in earth bro i feel that energy yep. homie gave his life to christ i feel it bro he like heaven bro all the all like all the power you can possibly think of yeah and enjoyment yeah. you know not That's a fairy true. tale not a fantasy um yeah. a very real thing <laughs> real life <laughs> right you yeah. know it's it's like we we do live forever yeah, that's 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 really gonna happen. You know, we are yeah. spiritual beings, and and it's really important to stay in tune with the, you know, the the, the most powerful spiritual being of them all. You know, like yeah. if you know, get, like we were just saying, man. Like I have to wake up and I, and pray. When I don't do that, like I feel it. Yeah. It. it it doesn't even come to mind till later sometimes. Like, oh shoot, I didn't even pray, dude. Yeah. Kind of flipped out on one of my guys or was acting a little, little short tempered that day or whatever. It doesn't even have to be that serious, but you just know that you you just didn't get to tap in with God. And it's not like, oh, I missed my chance throughout the day I'm doing it. But that waking up to. Yeah. You know, what are you waking up to? 
You know, are you waking up to dude, wake up to nagging every day? And some people do. That's going to that drive you nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, like, setting up your day, like you're starting your day with that. You know what I mean? Like you're mm. it's the foundation of your day. You know, like you, you start with a foundation of prayer. Like for me, I get right into like prayers of gratitude and like just grateful for waking up grateful for the things that i have mm. you know grateful for this opportunity you know to have another day to, to take my butt to work to do something with my life you know like dude i i went to my some of my daughters had like a a play or they they did a song at at school you know and like sometimes i'm just like in awe of like the places that i get to go you know like in this school, all these kids and like everybody's happy and smiling and kids singing and you know Christmas spirit like that's everywhere. Pur- that's purpose. That's meaning, and dude. I'm just like, yeah. how did I even get here? Right. You know what I mean? Uh. Like all the dark places that I've been and like all the crazy <laughs> stuff I've done. You know, you don't belong to, there. I feel like I don't belong there. I'm like, how did I even end right. up here? Like you- this is incredible, and I'm so blessed. And you know, it's it's all. It's all because of the change in direction of my life, the repentance, yeah. and to you know to follow the will of God in my life to the best of my ability. Right. I'm not perfect, you know. But I'm trying to progress. You know, it's a life of progress, not perfection. Yeah, and you know, someone asked me the other day, like, how did your addiction feel like? And I summed it up just like this: a nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Felt like I woke up out of a nightmare. And like you said, you just find yourself in these places of like it's heavenly places, you know, yeah. on earth. Like you're just experiencing these great things. Yeah. From a just a dark and wicked past. It yeah. literally it makes it, it 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 makes no sense, but it's really real. Yeah. And people do experience it and people do get out of that thickness and you know, like bro, like I, I was sleeping behind a tent, dog. Or, I mean, behind a Starbucks in a tent. Yeah. Behind a Starbucks in a tent, dog. Like, to where I'm at now. It gets worse than that, dude. At least you had a freaking tent. Right, yeah. I had a tent, dude. Right? Talk about gratitude. Hey, I, dude, you know, if you are <clears> on the streets, there are... I did talk to some homeless people, you know, recently, and, and not all of them were drug addicts. There was this one guy down in... LA that I was talking to and white teeth ex-businessman ended up on the streets, bro. Not a drug addict, not a freaking alcoholic. He just wanted that simple life. Hmm. And he's like, I have zero regrets. No scripture like this pulling scriptures up. I'm just like, what the, Hmm. this guy's literally living on the street, bro. Is he fulfilled? Bro. He looked, he looked healthy as can be, bro. And, and looked, like he was spreading light, yeah. like he was doing his thing. And, and you know what, man, if he's doing that and talking to other homeless people and spreading that light, man, yeah. that's, you know, really good on him. Reminds me of this, you know, video I saw the, the homeless man in New York uh, collecting cans, you know, clean guy, you know, he, he had the life, he had the business. Now he's just living like a simpler life and just, yeah. emanating light in the in those dark places like that's a ministry of its own you know that's yeah. a call, that's a calling of its own and i felt like i don't know like you never know 
when you're entertaining angels. Like, you really don't. Like, this guy almost, like, it was kind of unreal. Something told me, like, just go over there and talk to him. Yeah. And it was like, just, just, it was weird. But yeah, yeah I mean, who are we to judge anybody mm. for the things that 100%. they're doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if you are happy and fulfilled in, in whatever life that you have, then that's good for you. Like, success is not measured by stuff, right? Success is not measured by cars, houses, job security, money, anything of monetary value. Like, if you are pursuing a worthy goal and you're not hurting anybody else and like you're progressing towards an ambition that you have for yourself, whatever that is, and you're not hurting anybody else, then you are successful. Like if you're making progress and you're doing something that's meaningful to you and you are not harming anyone else, but like you, this is your ambition. This is your direction. This is your ministry, whatever that is. And you're making progress, Mm -hmm. then you're successful. Right. You know what I mean? And, that can look like a million different things. Right. right? There's different measures of success. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Like the, the, the life and the world that we live in today is a very capitalist environment, mm. right? Like consumers and consumers. Yeah. So we get judged and we judge each other upon the things that we have. Right. And, and the things that we're able to achieve in business and life. And, and it goes in all different areas like what you look like the things that you have how many girls money yeah status status bro yeah you know what i mean whereas the real treasures are the things that you store up in heaven yeah, yeah. you know what i mean where like, don't rot yeah where exactly don't get broken into and so stolen. what are you really yeah. doing with yourself mm. you know what i mean like who are you really serving because you're gonna serve something you know what i mean whether you're you're serving capitalism and you're right. serving other people nah. Or, you know, are you serving a nah, boss? Something's you, your God. Something's your something's God. Something's your God. Trust me. Oh, I don't worship God. No, you worship a God. Something. You just probably don't worship yeah. the one I False do. False idols. You worship either money. You worship your job. Yeah. Your marriage. Your whatever. Whatever. Your, 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 your situation. Your, yeah. Drugs. You know, you're worshiping something. You're giving praise to something. And ultimately, what's on the uh, what's on top of all that is, yeah. you know, Lucifer himself. You know, so yeah. for don't a get long it twisted, time, people, you're 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 definitely giving your energy and your yeah. praise. I mean, bro, you're sacrificing. We know more to than anybody. Like, yeah, we just chase drugs around <laughs> like they were Jesus. You know what I mean? Like I put all my energy into getting and using more drugs right. and alcohol. You know what I mean? It didn't matter. Like. All of my waking hours revolved around the getting and using of more drugs. Right. All of my energy, all of my mental faculties, you know, and it wasn't always that way, but towards the end of, of our addiction, it was just like it ruled our lives, right? It, and that's what we were serving, regardless of the consequences in our own lives and regardless of, you know, the impact it had on other people. Right. You know, um, it, it, it literally doesn't matter. You're yeah. you're you're literally in this diseased trance. You, yeah. You're fogged up. You're not thinking clearly. You probably haven't slept or eaten in days. Yeah. Situations obviously vary, but you know it's not um, a great way to live. No, man. It's really, really just filled with gratitude um, in yeah. my recovery, and 
Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's talk gratitude, about some gratitude is, you know, especially you know, in in the holiday spirit and everything. Like, it's a good time to reflect on things that we're grateful for, and like family and and just everything that we've, you know, everything that we're grateful for in these times. You know, because there's, <clears throat> we're obviously very blessed in our in our personal lives and family lives and. You know, what are, how has gratitude like shaped your life being in recovery and, you know, how does it work in your life today? Well, I get checked by my gratitude very often because where, 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 where my gratitude really comes in, bro, um, I noticed is in those moments of me being ungrateful. Yeah. And that moment of like, oh, man, I got to fix this or do that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. bro, you're looking at it all wrong. You get to. You get to fix this. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like that person driving down the road, oh, I got to do an oil change again and fill up my gas guzzler. Yeah. And then there's the homeless guy like, oh, that guy gets to go do that. Right. Like that's where I've really been getting I get checked by my gratitude. I never really even looked at it that way, bro. It comes in with that daily inventory too. Your mm -hmm. gratitude. You yeah. gotta, you gotta definitely check that box, bro. Do yeah. not miss out on it. Because you get into this bitterness or or you get that re resentment just starts to overwhelm you. Like you get all these things just creeping in, you know? Mm -hmm. Once grat once the gratitude leaves your heart and 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 the thankfulness. You know, just, just a bunch of garbage just starts to seep in. Yeah. You get stale. You get all bitter. No, dude, that's it's not the way, man. You're literally called on. You're called in this life to be a light to the world, a light onto this world. You know, not a stale, bitter buffoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, we often take things for granted and like you don't know what you're grateful for till it's gone sometimes mm, mm. you know what i mean like people or things even but like most i notice it most importantly like with my health like if i get sick and like i'm wheezy yeah. man like you take your them lungs for granted you know what i mean you mm. you roll your ankle or whatever like you take your legs for granted right you know what i mean just being able to wake up and and operate normally like i i hurt my back a few weeks ago and like man you take your back for granted and like right. what it's doing for you all the time you mm. just don't even notice it you know what i mean and and you can apply that to a lot of areas in your life you mm. know what i mean mm -hmm. but uh <clears throat> yeah I, you know gratitude and why it's so important especially to like have a practice of gratitude is when we focus on things to be grateful for and, and focus on things that we are grateful for, like the law of attraction is real, you know? And so when we're focusing on positivity and we're focusing on things that we're grateful for, the universe, God is going to give you more things to be grateful for. Mm. Like we, we 
create. We're little creators, right? We're created in God's image, and we can create our own destiny here mm-hmm. on earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. As long as it's within God's will. Right. But we have power, yeah. right? We have power to manifest. We have power to create and destroy, yeah. right? We have free will. And part of that free will is being able to, you know, <clears throat> create our own destiny in, in some ways where like, the things that we're paying attention to and the things that we're, you know, focusing on, we attract to ourselves. And the things that we're putting out, we get back, right? So when we have a practice of gratitude and we're focusing on positivity, the the universe is going to give you more things to be grateful for. Right. You know, because you're just in that flow. You're yeah, in that you're mind not, state. And well, you're, in the, you're in the will of God. You're in the you will know, of God. Pretty much yeah. nothing can stand against you when you're standing when you're in the center of god's will it's like you know it's like the fortress you know Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's pretty much how you know man i just i remember honestly bro being grateful even in my addiction bro because you know like you said it's all circumstances man Mm -hmm. You, you see you come across those people, dude, like, dang, that guy has it really worse off, bro. He's got to, he's about to die from those abscess on his arm. Yeah. You know, or something. Yeah. And, you know, like being able to even experience any sense of gratitude as a, yeah. in your addiction, you know, kind of gave me hope. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling things of like normality. You know, I've, I, I, I'm actually, there's actually parts of me that were normal. Yeah. Still, you know, like yeah. I wasn't completely gone. And that like that knowing that like really did give me hope, even like in my worst parts, like when yeah. there was no hope. Yeah. And that's important because like no matter how bad it gets out there, like there's always things to be grateful for. Right. And 100 percent, even the pain, you know what I mean? Like you got to be grateful for that pain. You know, like, well, some of that pain has given me the most valuable lessons in my life. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, I don't feel grateful for the pain while I'm in it. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it would pass. Like, why is this happening to me? But after I go through it and I'm able to process it and I realize all things, you know, happen for a reason and I, I need to like extract lessons from this pain, right? I'm always grateful for it. You know what I mean? Like I have regrets for actions that I've done to people and, 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 you know, things that I've done in my life, but I don't regret any of the things that I've been through because it's all led me to the man that I am. And, you know, I'm grateful for, for the painful experiences that I've had because they, they shape you. Yeah. I mean, we learn, I learn from pain more than pleasure. Yeah, especially as a man, you know, like, you have to feel that pain, bro. Being a man is not easy, for one. We we fight all the wars, you know, we die in all the wars. We do this, we do that. We have to build build these buildings and infrastructure and break our hands and fall off roofs and twisted ankles and what have you, you know what I mean? A lot of, it's not easy to be a man, you know what I mean, and. And, um, you know, from that pain, it really builds that character. Yeah. It really begins to shape you. And yeah. and I remember last time, like, I was w- going through a storm, and I was in a lot of pain. 
and everything was just kind of collapsing in on me. I was like, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> that's where like, you know, that's where I noticed like where I was starting to become a little more spiritually mature. And yeah, I can truly say, bro, you can rip my life into pieces, dude. And I will never curse God. Just like, just like Joe, man. I'm not just like him. Obviously that guy was, you know, he had everything. That guy was rich and he got stripped of everything. And then he got even more back. But strip me of everything. I can confidently say I will not curse God or be, I wouldn't even be mad at God. Yeah. I'll be like, you know, what the heck? <laughs> but I'm going to be like, you know what? Thank you. Cause yeah. I know the end result of all this mess is in, in it for my, it's, it's for my best literally mm-hmm. for me right. to go through that. God will never put you through something that doesn't put him on top or and you in there somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you both end up on top. Regardless. All things work for the good. All things. You know, even when you can't see it or feel it. Like, right. That's where having that faith comes in. Like, faith. That blind faith. Yeah. It's like lean not on your own understanding, right? Yeah. Proverbs 3, 5. Yeah, trust in the Lord yep. with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Exactly. In your sin, and your wickedness. I remember in my addiction, I acknowledged God, bro. Yep. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then what happens? He will set your path straight. Yep. Don't be coming to God thinking, oh, I'm going to quit smoking weed and I'm going to be this. You know what I mean? No, dude, you can't. You can't come to God with that. Pers- like, I got to do this or that before I can just be going into church. No, go as you are. There was not the dude hanging on the cross, the thief on the cross. He, he's never been baptized. That guy's never been in a Bible study. Yeah. That guy probably never would even, he probably he was he probably wasn't a good person, bro. But just like that, he's in heaven. That faith. But just like that, he's in heaven. It's from that faith, bro. You know, and there's just multiple examples in the Bible. That's why I love, you know, the collection of what, 66 books written over thousands of years. It, a lot of people talk smack on the Bible and Christianity. It's like, show me, show me one thing in here that is misleading. Show me one thing in here that you're going to follow that's going to put you down the wrong path. Show me one, one thing that the Bible is trying to tell you what to do, right? So it's a guidance book, spiritual, you know, there's lessons in there. I, 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 I'm yet crickets, bro. I've yet to have someone tell me like, okay, you do this one thing, this teaching right here is there's multiple people that have been led astray by that. Yeah. No, there's multiple people that have been led to, to prosperous, fulfilling lives Yeah. and not just financially, you know, uh, all the other areas. Like it's, it's a r- I've, I, I, this is real. This is one of the realest things I've heard from a pastor. The pastor straight up said, he's like, a person can follow the rules and the principles of the Bible and completely disregard God himself, right? And live a good life because it's that powerful. You can be an atheist following these principles and you will live a really good life, even though you don't even care about God or whatever. But even then, eventually, what's going to happen? You're going to end up finding God, period. 
a lot of atheists teetered in the Bible and slipped up <laughs> and became a follower. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's happened to the numerous people. It's the living word of God. It speaks to you. Yep. If if you come at it with the heart and heart and and from a <laughs> carnal mindset, this 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 book will do absolutely nothing for you. Yeah, absolutely nothing. You got to come at it like, hey, you know what? I'm just this person. My way has been the wrong way. Let me let me give this a shot. You know. And it's it's just about every time every time I've seen someone fervently seeking God, you know, seeking God with all their heart, come out on top. Just about every single time. Yep. Seeking you shall find. Yeah. You know. And a lot of the seeking that I've done is through the Bible and like through spiritual literature and in, in, in general, and. uh yeah, the more I seek, the more I find, you know, like there's power in the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. And the more I read it, like I, I've, you know, I'm drawn to certain things in the literature, you know, things that I, like, I feel like that's one of the ways I communicate with God is is through his word and through literature. Yeah, vice because versa, yeah. things are highlighted to me in times of need, you know, like, I'll read something that just applies to me that day, you know, like, man, like things I'm going through or things, you know, that I've seen. And then I read it and I'm like, man, bam, right there. Like, that's the lesson. That's the answer, you know, just like that. And and it's the habit of staying, you know, in touch and like staying in the word, you know, I, it's part of my daily habit to, to read the Bible every morning mm-hmm. and, uh, and I haven't always done that, but it's something that I've I've learned to do in recovery. And like, the more uh, you know, I've grown in my spiritual life. Like, the more I want to expand on that knowledge, you know. And so, and it's changed my life, you know. And hundred uh, <laughs> percent, like It'll it, be it, it's been a positive habit. And I'm not I I don't come from Christianity. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't right. I don't come from that life. So it's something that I've found, you know, through this walk, and, and it's been a benefit for Bruh, me. Just, what was that, two and a half years ago, you, 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 you straight up told me, you're like, I don't think Jesus is the way to God, or yeah. it's not the only way to God. You said that Jesus is legit. You acknowledged him. But now you know yeah. that he is literally the only way to God. You know what I mean? You've literally found truth. You yeah. know, just by dabbling and, and, and being curious yeah, and reading. And eventually you find out, you see what Jesus actually says. Yeah. And the, and the wisdom and the, ma- and the way he dealed with matters is God in the flesh. You know, he's perfect. There's guys, there was people that, you know, walked with him for years and he didn't sin once. Yeah. You know, and and I think uh, I struggled with the like the uh, the dogma and the concept behind um, Christianity. Yeah, it's a hard and like the power structure and like you know I have a lack of trust in in power structures in general, Um, and so yeah, 
you know, it was written by man and, and, you know, whether it was divinely inspired or not, like there's a lot of things in there that were and are hard for me to wrap my head around. You right. know what I mean? And uh, like I, I struggled with that. And like I've explored all different kinds of religion and mm. um, spirituality <clears throat> and, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't think it is the only way to God. Like I think, you know, God has different masks and and can show up in different places for different people. And that's, you know, maybe why he shows up to people, you know, in different areas of the world, you know, to relate to them in their cultures, you know. But everything that I have read and have followed and seen all lead to Jesus Christ. Right. And... I struggled with the, like I said, the dogma and everything, the story behind, like you know, the physical death of Christ and why that would wash our sins and things like that. Like it just didn't really make sense to me. And the more yeah. the more I prayed about it and like the more I thought about it and battled with it, eventually I came to terms and you know I felt God speak to me to say, you don't need to trust the Bible. You don't need to trust dogma. You need to trust me. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. felt that. And like, I feel that in my heart, you know, and I, I do have trust in Jesus Christ today. And like all, like I said, all roads that I've walked down lead to him. And the more that I've followed him in my life, the better my life has gotten. Right. Yeah. Through that obedience. Yeah. You know, that blessing just really comes in and yeah. You know, I've said it multiple times, you know, today, I'll say it over and over again, like, you will be blessed by being obedient. Even through your inobedience, you're you're still a child of God. Like, like, it's not like, even though you're going to backslide and you're not living this perfect life, you're still, God's holding on to you. Yeah. And through that is a blessing. Through him punishing you is a blessing because he loves you for that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to correct those who he loves. Yeah, and he never abandons you. No. You know, like, looking back, you know, at all the pain and all things that I've been through, like, God was always there, you know, Hmm. like a guiding, loving father, you know, protecting me, guiding me, you know, just never left me, you know. And I I see that all the time. Never shamed me, you know, just always a guiding loving hand like he's not gonna you know force me into anything that that isn't good for me you know what i mean and one way or another good for him you know like it's all it's all in his glory right right so you know we turn our backs on him right we we sever that line and sever that cord and, and live our own lives and do you know, whatever we want to do, right? We seek lust of the flesh and, and, you know, whatever we want in our lives. But that doesn't mean that God turns his back on us. No. You know, and, and he's always there and he's always, he always wants that relationship. We're his, we're his babies. You know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're his creation. We're everything to him. So when we turn back to him and, and, you know, reestablish that relationship and seek him and and cultivate that relationship especially the lost right like that's when there's that party in heaven and like that's when 
the angels rejoice and and uh, God rejoices. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's huge. Yeah, you know the Creator. Yeah, the one that designed your complex being, who you are, yeah. your feelings, your thoughts. You know the love that you give, everything. You know. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, if 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 God is all that great, and then why why we have all these bad things?" It's like, dude, you did, we did that to yourself, you know. Blame Mister and Adam and Eve, you know, the great great greats, you know. And um, we kind of all did it together, though. It's like, oh, well, I didn't do that. Eh, you kind of did, though. We're all in like. That's all, everything, humanity was all in one point at that time. It was just one one man, one woman, you know? Yeah. We did it as a collective because we do it on a daily basis. Don't tell me you didn't bite the apple today, on boy, because you did. You sinned today. Yeah. You turned away from God at one point or another today. That's why you repent on a daily, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so... Moving into the new year, mm. what are some of the things you're looking forward to in the next year? What are some of the goals you got going? What do you What do you got? Well, you know, trying to elevate myself in my career path, you know, work. So we're going to, I'm trying to kick off this <clears throat> branch, you know, I'm not trying to say too much at the moment, but, you know, kick off a new branch in, in my brother's company and, you know, uh, it's it's a real promising thing and good field. Um, hopefully that all goes well and and the, you know that's the thing, bro. Like like I have these ambitions and I want to do these things. Like for instance, this and then like bulletproof kitchen and my work and all that. It all kind of just pieced together like effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, like bulletproof kitchen, for instance. My brother's a media guy and has one of the best cameras you know like like and he's down for the cause you know like you know what i mean like it's just things just kind of piece together and like for that you know the whole opening up a different branch in the construction industry is is it's just been kind of just piecing together you know if it's god's will it's really just gonna happen so that's one of them you know but uh a big one is you know i need i need to get into shape dude mm. i want to drop that you know I'm, I'm not crazy overweight right now i i was i was 245 i'm 230 now you know i lost 15 pounds that's good yeah i feel a lot better and but i think i'd feel even better with another 15 so 225 yeah you know 210 205 you know get a little ripped you yeah. know what i'm saying like and I mean, you were skinny out there in the streets. <laughs> right. So I guess it's good to be, you know, it's better to be a little overweight than 30, 30 pounds overweight than 30 pounds under. Yeah. I think. I think, you, you know? know, for me, like, you don't realize how you feel and, like, the way that you feel <laughs> until you feel differently. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. you don't. And this is for, I would say, the majority of America. Like, people that are overweight and people that are, like, not living a healthy lifestyle, you don't even realize you feel like shit until you're living, like, a healthy lifestyle. Like, exercising and eating right and sleeping and, like, living righteously and having good relationships and, like, 
living a, a good life. Like you don't yeah. even realize it until you yeah. until you live it, and then yeah, you're like, "Holy, it, yeah. I thought I just I thought I was feeling normal. I thought I felt thirty. I thought I felt forty. You know, but really, it's the way that you're living." You know yeah, what, I mean? what you're eating, you know, yeah. lack of exercise, lack of, you know, vitamins. Yeah. Lack of all the right food or yeah. too much of all the wrong food. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. 100%. It, it, it really, you know, like uh, social media, you know, you get yeah. all these motivational, everybody's a freaking dietitian, motivational guy now and yeah. straight top G killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's true. You know, like a lot of these high performing individuals that I know they're, they're, they look really good. Yeah. They're physically in shape. Not all yeah. of them. You know, I know, I know some real rich cats that are disgustingly overweight, but you know, but for the most part, like, you know, they, they tend to be on the healthier side. Yeah. And and their mind is just like moves on a different yeah. you know what I mean, different pace. Yeah. You know, cuz even they, those guys that are like ultra wealthy and stuff that are out of shape like they can be better, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they would feel better they if they were in better. shape and it would elevate them to the next you know, status in life. Right. You know, there's a reason why Jeff Bezos got ripped and freaking all jacked like <clears throat> You're trying to be better in all aspects, right? Mm -hmm. If you if you want to talk about character development and like, you know, progressing in all areas of your life, like you need to have a well balanced life. You know, we want to be successful monetarily in our in our finances and our you know in our relationships and personally too. Like we want to be in shape. We want to have a clear mind. You know, we want to have a clear uh, spirit. You know, be you know, have clean karma, like living righteously, mm -hmm. helping other people, yeah. all those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can't uh I can't emphasize enough like what uh physical exercise has done for me in general and just in recovery for sure. Like the the mental it's like a mental cleanser for me like i mean it's yeah. one of the best ways i'm able to process emotions and like process feelings especially like endurance stuff um being yeah. able to like run and just like think and, and process how i'm feeling you know what i mean and plan and like just you know it's like a meditation right we get to like focus and like really process the way that we feel when we're exercising um and then, you know, the physical movement obviously is good for you. Like, you know, mm. all the all the positive, you know, things that you get out of yeah. exercise physically, obviously. And yeah. then it feels good to look good. You know, you feel better about yourself when you're exercising. Your skin color even changes. Everything, like, dude. Everything like you see, you. you see the gains, right? Like you mm. see your body changing. You want to you want to just continue to work towards a towards an ideal and then you know there's a lot of benefit behind like goal setting and and goal achieving right like i want to look this certain way i want to lose 15 pounds i want to be able to run a marathon whatever it yeah. is there's worthy ambitions in in physical exercise like it, it's it's right. a worthy thing to to have an, an ambition a goal and to have the discipline to 
to achieve it, right? To wake up every day and pay attention to the way that you're eating, have a specific workout routine or workout program that will help you to attain a certain goal and then having the discipline to stick to that and then, you know, having small incremental goals and building upon these wins, right? We're stacking wins daily mm. and all of a sudden things are are in momentum. Yeah, you got right? that momentum. Yeah, and then flowing. And then if you know you reinforce that behavior by seeing the goals come to fruition and like achieving these goals and you feel good about it. But dude, the thing is is like any goal setting and achieving like that success is just so fleeting. You know what I mean? Like mm. you talk to any high achiever yeah. and it's the pursuit. Yeah. It's not the achieving. Mm -hmm. It's the constant pursuit. That's what so, it is. And that's how we're wired as human beings. Like pursuit our things. dopamine system in our brains is all in pursuit. Yeah. You know, we get some, we get some, like a, a hit of dope and some serotonin when we get, but we release that dopamine when we're chasing. Yeah. You know, and that comes from when we're primal animals and like chasing game and, you know, running around the forest and like trying to get, you know, uh, to safe places and like trying to feed our families, you know, so we're wired to chase. Right. And so it feels good to have goals and it feels good to to be chasing goals and ambitions. Right. And, and meeting those goals. And like, meeting them. Right. Yeah. That, you know, I can see that's, you know, like. For myself, like that's the, my next thing in my recovery yeah. is getting in shape. You know, um, it's not that I'm completely out of shape and I can't work or do this and that, but no, yeah. I could I could live healthier and feel better. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I got do got a little bit of a gut, but <laughs> you know, and and when you when I was down to like two twenty, um, I felt great, dude. And it's just, yeah. it, it's not even, it wasn't even my weight at the time. It was, it was my habits. It was the things mm -hmm. that I was doing. Right. You know, I felt really good. And I, and I want, I want that back. Yeah. And, and, and me seeing myself being able to get myself back into physical shape. And once I start seeing those gains and, mm -hmm. you know, seeing myself a year, two years from now, like, okay, I did that. What else, you know, can I do? Right. You know, I could start this business. I can make this money. You know, I can, yep. you know, I can bag up that, that girl from church, you know, or whatever, you know, you have this confidence. Yeah. Like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to conquer the world in a good way. Not, mm -hmm. in a, not in a wicked way. You know, we are more than conquerors through Christ. Yeah. We are more than conquerors. We don't just conquer between that conquering. We love on people. We point people in the right direction. We do ministry. You know, we are more than conquerors, bro. Yeah. No, it's I think a uh, real thing. <clears throat> I think that's a worthy goal. You know, I think it's a an important thing to have good physical health, and you know, we're not getting any younger at this point. You know what I mean? So we're gonna get harder to do it later. It's, uh, yeah. it's important to to pay attention, you know, to our health, and and like I said, to have those physical goals like that is is a it's a good thing. For everybody, you know? right? Um, but definitely in recovery, like give yourself something to focus on and and to go after. Yeah, and you know, and it, it really does come back to that balance thing because, like, working so hard, dude. The last thing I want to go do is go bench press or do yeah. some sit ups or something when I just want to fall on my face after working twelve hours, hucking stone on the wall. Yeah, 
or walking around, you know, even when I'm not doing too much physical, I'm still walking around and I'm mentally having to think and, and it's a drain, you know, one mistake can really like, you know, if you, if one thing skips your eye, you don't catch the right thing at the right time. It can really make you look dumb. It can really cost the company some money, Yeah, you know, and, and you don't want to do those things as a man, you know, you want to look punctual. You want to look, you know, as like self-sustaining and like just heavy hitter as possible. It's just, it's just competition, bro. Like you said, it's healthy. It's a healthy competition. It's okay to be last. It's okay to be third. It's okay to be 10th. You're in the race. As long as you're in it, as long as you're swinging for the fences or whatever, dude, whatever that's going on, you're, you're in the fight. Like yeah. the fact that you won't quit makes you not a loser. You know, <laughs> the man in the arena, right? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I got that dog in me, you know, that dog energy. Like you see those uh, posts on, on reels, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, <clears throat> we prioritize our time. You know what I mean? So mm. like, I'm a busy boy too. You know what I mean? I got a lot, I got a lot of irons in the fire. You know, I do a lot of stuff you know, work and family oh, and, and this podcast and sponsoring and got all kinds of stuff going on. I look you know at I mean? all what you do in awe. I'm like, how does he do it? But yeah. You prioritize your time. Right. You know what I mean? So like mm. when I know, okay, I got all this freaking stuff going on. Like when am I going to get this workout in? Like, cause it's a priority. It's a priority in my life. You know, I, I, for my mental health, for my physical health, for everything that I got going on. Like, I have to be in, in good shape. And what's a sesh? Like, how long is that for you to... 30 minutes. 30 minutes yeah. of just go, bam, bam. That's not even that long. So I either... <laughs> I typically do it late at night just because I don't... Mm. I struggle with, like, having the energy in the morning to get a, a good workout in. Yeah. So I usually, you know, and I have a gym in, in my garage, so which is very helpful, but you don't even need a gym, bro. And especially, especially if you're just trying to lose weight, like it's calories, calories in calories out. Right. If you're burning more calories than you're putting in, you're going to lose weight. Right. It's just, it's freaking physics, dude. It's science. Right. Your body needs calories. And if it's not getting enough to, to satisfy what you're doing, it's going to burn those fat reserves. Right. And especially, you know, if you're doing hard physical exercise, even 30 minutes a day, you're getting a sweat going, like you're going to burn some fat off doing that. Especially when you're heavier, like your body's going to turn to that fat quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? uh, so prioritizing it, like you got to schedule it. You know what I mean? Right. Because if you don't schedule it, it's way easier to rationalize doing something else. You know what I mean? Like, You'll you'll always find an excuse yeah, as to, to why. Right, and yeah. I noticed when I'm in those grind modes and I'm like grinding, grinding, grinding. Mm -hmm. I need to get that workout in first, right? You know, because I'm I know that I'm not going to want to at the end of the day. I'm going to be freaking smoked after working twelve hours. So I need to get up thirty minutes earlier, forty five minutes earlier. So that I can get in a 30 minute workout session. And when I do that, dude, it does feel good to work out in the morning. It does. Like you wake up, 
You get that workout in. You get that yeah. that blood flowing, that sweat flowing. You Drink start your day. Yeah, dude, you're starting your day with something positive and constructive. Like it gets your mind in a good place. It gets your body in a good place. You feel good about yourself. Right. You already got a freaking workout in, dude. You're you're beating ninety five percent of the world. You know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah. wake up and work out, right. dude. Only you're only up there, yeah. you're up there, bro. Yeah, and like that is true. And you feel good about yourself for doing that. You feel good about you know your what you're doing in your in your daily walk with with you know trying to progress in your right. life that way and and you know that's kind of what christianity is bro it's you're separating yourself from like what everyone else is doing like you said yeah. 95% yeah. i don't know if that's the exact number but what is the actual number of people that wake up in the morning and work out you know what i mean it's like, low it's low dog yeah. especially in this country you know it's and low. And, you know, like the, in talks on social media about elevating and this and that being a high performer, it's like that's one of the things, bro, they yeah. t- you know, that they brush up on. Yeah. It's like, you know, that early start, you know, with the right way. Hey, I'm going to listen to some Proverbs. I'm going to hit some push-ups. I'm going to drink some water, mm-hmm. some lemon water. Now I'm going to get this day going in a healthy, you know, physical way, you know, like I think when I, when I was doing the whole push up waking up thing, I, I was living like, I felt a lot better, but it dwindled. It's like, I can't, I couldn't. Yeah. Cause what happened, what happened was I literally, it, I wear myself out, dude. Yeah. Cause then there's the physical work at work. And it's like, and I was talking to my friend, he's kind of like a fitness dude, you know, kind of like you. And he's like, why? He's like, I asked him, like, well, I do all these steps. I, I still do work physically. Like, why am I not hella skinny? You know, he's like, well, yeah, there's genetics and, you know, all, all that stuff. But what do you, wow, what do you say? What do you say? Oh, I need to put a shock to my body. Mm-hmm. My body's used to construction, yeah. dog. Like. I can stand up there and do the. It's not gonna make no physical change to me. Yeah. Like I need to. I need to do something different, right? Yeah. Hitting those uh, burpees, doing yep. those. Th- you know, it's something that my body's not used to. Hundred percent. Yeah, you got to shock the system. Shock the system. Starve yourself. You know. <laughs> Starve <laughs> you want, yourself. You want to freaking lose some weight? Right. Right. Stop eating. Well. You know what I mean. It's not just even stop eating. It's. Just I'm just saying, like, clean it, it up a bit, bro. Yeah. Those greasy yeah, yeah, yeah. tacos, bro, from freaking Alberto's dog yeah. at two in the morning. Track uh, your food. Bro. Like put your put everything that you're eating on paper. Right. And and look you at see it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. really pay attention to it. And there's there's just no excuse anymore with all the apps and like all the fitness tracking that you can yeah, do, bro. You really want to get scientific with it, yeah. Counting your macros and like what are you really putting into your yeah. body every day? Yeah. Like really pay attention to it. Weigh it out. Look at the menu. Look at their. That uh, is true. You know, like <laughs> especially in California, they're required to put the nutritional content on on their menus and stuff. We have every tool at our disposal. It, there's no excuses. Literally, you know man. what I mean. And yeah. uh, and to go back to like what you're saying about like the burnout and stuff, you know that it's it's true and it's important to pay attention. You know to to how your body's feeling and especially in the beginning, like you don't want to burn yourself yeah, out. That's like what I did. we're in this thing for the long haul. You know what I mean? It's a lifestyle change. Right. Right. right? This isn't like a, I'm going to get in shape for six weeks so I can go to the beach and fucking, you know, look good in my <laughs> no, speedo. Forever, yeah. Like we're trying to have a lifestyle change yeah. here and develop long-term habits. 
Right. So it's it's a marathon, not a race. You know what I mean? And so we need to have a balanced exercise life and a balanced diet and and a balanced lifestyle. You know what I mean? And uh, when you're waking up, just to go to emphasize, re-emphasize this, when you're waking up, you're praying prayers of gratitude, you're reading spiritual literature, you hit that Bible, you get on the freaking ground and, and do some push-ups or get into a workout, bro, stacking wins. Yeah. Like, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. If you can do those things in the morning every day or six, five, six days a week, you're going to start to feel good and look good and, and have success in your life. Right. Yeah. And it's a recipe for success. And, and you know, it's a, it's a matter of starting. Yeah. A set, two sets, three sets. Yeah, then it goes up to 15 instead of 10. Going. Yeah. Goes up to 20 instead of 15. Like it's this steady climb. And, and yeah. that's kind of what threw me off. You know, we kind of yeah. nipped this one in the butt. You know, I did burn myself out and I, I stopped doing it. I was just too drained and, you know, I didn't forget about doing it. I want to get back into it. But I tell you this, bro, when, when I was doing, when I was, uh, I was working for a solar company and when I was doing their service side and not doing the installs and I was on the service tech side, I worked out. I went to the gym every day. Like I had energy to go hit it. Cause I didn't just freaking F my body off on the roof. Mm. 130 degree roof. No, I twisted a this and that, opened up a combiner box, closed that baby up, talked to the inspector, signature, and I'm back from from the Bay Area yeah. before 4 o'clock. On installs, you're on two-story roofs, lifting tile, hucking panels up there, just yeah, no. slammed by the end of the day. And, and, you know, it was really hard to do that. But when I was on the service side... I had it was like more balanced. I had the energy to go to go do it. I had the a lot of it, dude, is just like you just got to freaking do it. It's got to do it, like no matter just, how you feel. It's just yeah. discipline. I mean, yeah. you know me. Like I, you know, I run my own construction company. Like I do physical stuff all day long mm -hmm. too. And you know, I, you know, we'll get into this on another podcast. But doing those ultra endurance <laughs> stuff, like savage. Like I was smoked a lot of the time, bro. And I just forced myself Savage. to do these things. You know what I mean? Like we make excuses in our minds and we rationalize behavior. Yeah, you, you were you, I mean? you're like cramping up halfway across Lake Tahoe. You started the yeah. cramps. You had a, you, excuses and doubt. We're, I'm sure. But I'm talking about just in our daily in, habits. Right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we rationalize, mm -hmm. oh, I've been working all day. I don't need to get a workout in or like. Oh, I've been, you know, whatever it is, like we rationalize our behavior as to why we don't need to exercise. We're so good at that. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> we're programmed we're, to freaking right? do it. We're so you know good I mean? at that. But when we can discipline ourselves mm -hmm. to just do it no matter what, you know, and that's what well, discipline is, is like doing things even if you don't want to do them. I mean, I damn near don't want to go to work every day, but yeah. I do it. So if I can force myself to do that, yep. it's not that I don't want to, but it's hard sometimes, you know? Like, you force yep. yourself up, and yep. you throw yourself in that truck, and you, you know, sh show up on the job, and you do your work, yep. you know? And, like, you forced yourself to do that. Yep. Why couldn't you force yourself a little more? 
the more you have discipline in your life, like the better your life gets too. You know, there's that saying Jocko Willink says, like, do things in your life that are hard, and your life will be easy. Like, you, if you live a disciplined life and do the things that are difficult, like waking up and exercising, eating right, like walking righteously, yeah, all, the hard life, stuff. all the hard stuff, all your the life easy, will be easy. And exactly, but if you live a, an easy lifestyle, you're yeah, freaking lazy, yeah. eat whatever you want, put a bunch of trash in your brain, like just less of the flesh, don't care about what you're doing or looking like or anything. Your life is going to be hard. And that, but that physically, yeah. and mentally, that's e- but that's the easy way. But that's the easy up- route. And it's kind of like, you know, Christianity, like walking with God is not easy. Right. Straight. You're going to get a narrow path. You're, the it's the road. narrow path. The yeah. wide path is I can, you're telling me I can veer off and do whatever the heck and I'm going to still cross that gate. Right. That's easy. But that narrow path, dude, you're telling me uh, no matter how dark it gets and no matter how disoriented I have or, or I am, I have to make it through that gate yeah. in life. Like, like stay focused. Right. And- that's. That's crazy, you know. It's yeah. it's all the easy things that like lead you astray in life. Yeah. Honestly, it was easy for me to get in drug addiction, bro. It was a really yeah. easy thing. It kind of just happened. But guess what? It was really hard for me to get out. Yeah. You know, the good part was hard. The easy part was bad. Yeah. You can see this just about in anything in life. 100%. Yeah, it's evident. Yeah. You know. Crazy, it is a trip. Well, it's been a, it's been a great year, you know. It's Christmas time now, and yeah, you know, very grateful for this time of year. And you know, Christmas is a, you know, we've capitalized Christmas, Christmas into like this whole buying and, consumerism. And consumer. Yeah, <laughs> but you know we. We want to emphasize, emphasize like what Christmas is really about, you know, the birth of Christ and and that whole story, and you know, there's so much like symbolism in Christmas that we don't even, you know, really pay attention to. And I was reading this saying, and I just want to go over some of these things, yeah, because um, I thought it was interesting, like things I didn't even realize, like the the symbolism of what we do in in the Christmas time. Like the angels, you know, you see like angels on top of the tree. Um, the angels proclaim the news of the Savior's birth. They sang glory to God in the highest. Pro- they proclaim the good news on that first Christmas night. The bells, the the ornaments, right? The bells ring out to guide the lost sheep back to the fold. The Christmas bell signifies that all you are precious in his eyes and that he will help you. Uh, the evergreen trees, the evergreen Christmas trees, stays green all year and reminds us of the everlasting hope and life eternal. Because of Jesus Christ, we can have eternal life. It also points up to the heaven, reminding us to look to God in all things. Gifts. Christmas gifts remind us of how God gave us the gift of His Son and that Jesus Christ gave us the greatest gift of all. Giving gifts is meant to be a symbol of love and kindness and remembrance of the gift of eternal life made possible by the Savior. Mm. Holly. The holly plant represents immortality as well as the crown of thorns worn by our Savior. The red holly berries represent the blood shed by Him for us. The wreath, the Christmas wreath is a symbol of the never-ending love of God having no beginning and no ending. Wreaths are, are in a circle made with evergreen which symbolizes eternal life. Santa Claus, St. Nicholas went from home to home giving gifts and celebrating the Savior 
by showing love as he did. He wears red, the first color of Christmas. He brings good will and love to all, just like the Savior. Candles, the Christmas candle reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light we should follow, and through him we will find our way in the darkness of life and also be a light to others. The candy cane is in the shape of a shepherd's crook used by used to bring lost lambs back to the fold. The Savior is often thought of as the good shepherd, guiding us back to his fold. The white on the candy cane represents the purity of Jesus, and the red stripes symbolize the blood he shed for us. The star, the Christmas star, represents the first star of Bethlehem that shone on the night Jesus was born. It also symbolizes the Christ is the light of the world and is a shining hope to all mankind. Amen. I thought those were important, you know what I mean? And, and Christmas is about giving, you know, and, and giving thanks. And uh, we're doing a homeless outreach tomorrow. And, uh, you know, my cup runs over today and, and into the community and into my brothers and sisters. And it's all a blessing of recovery and all a blessing of, you know, of the grace of God and and Amen. and for him, you know, <clears throat> restoring me to sanity and and restoring my heart, you know, to him and him coming into my life and bringing me peace and serenity and and through his grace and through the things that he did here on this earth and his sacrifice for us and uh you know, in this time of year we celebrate him and we celebrate his life and his birth and and celebrate going into the new year and, uh, you know, having hope for the future. And, uh, you know, I know that this, this time of year is really difficult for addicts, you know, like we go through a lot of pain and a lot yeah, of, a lot is. of loneliness Yeah. and, uh, you know, we've burned a lot of bridges and like, it, it's hard for a lot of people, you know, not just addicts, but, you yeah. know, a lot of people have, have darkness in these, in these, holiday times mm -hmm. um and moving into like you know winter and you know people are, are seasonally affected and uh suicide rates are at all-time high at this time of year yeah and uh gloomy yeah. yeah and you know i've i've felt it too you know i've i've spent multiple christmases incarcerated and and in rehabs and like i know what that loneliness feels like you know what i mean i know what it feels like to spend the holidays alone or feel like you're alone and you know i just want people to know that you're not alone you know what i mean like, right there's people out there that care about you god cares about you you know and and there is a way out you know what i mean like if you're in that lonely place this holiday season and you feel alone and you feel like you're at the end of your rope you know hit your knees and reach out to jesus christ and ask him to come into your life you know, open your heart to him and uh, allow him to come into your into your heart and to work on you and in you and through you to help other people. You know, that's what this time is really about. And that's what, you know, that's the beauty of, of this life of recovery. And that's the beauty of the restoring power of Jesus. Yeah, it is beautiful. And, you know, just from what you said, I remember, you know, in my addiction, like you said, it's it's sometimes a really dark moment for those in addiction and or, or for family members that have addicts, you know, it's, and I just remember, um, you know, having that feeling one Christmas, like, I just wanted this gift, you know, 
I didn't know what the heck it was. I just wanted something from someone. And it turned out to be Jesus, bro. You know what I mean? That's that's the gift that I needed. And I eventually got it. I didn't get it in that moment. You know, I didn't get it the next day or the next year. But, like, that was a really dark Christmas for me. And and I was just, just yearning for a gift, bro. Yeah. And now I got it, dog. I got a dwelling beside me, within me, across from me. Like, I got it, bro. Yeah. I, I won the lottery, it feels like, at times. Yeah. Better than that. Like, from the pit to the palace. I'm not yeah. in the palace yet, like Daniel. But I made it out the pit. Yeah. And I'm walking in that direction. It might not be a physical palace. It could be a spiritual one. But I'm headed that way, my friend. And I you long for that gift. Like, I know it's really hard. And... and and you you gotta you know sustain your habit and and nobody wants to give you a gift because you've screwed them off or you just been doing your family dirty or whatever the case is. But that gift is like more than available. It's right before you. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Just reach out, like you said, hit your knees and cry out to God. You will end up in highs like you never imagined. This is us on our highs right here, freaking. Look at this place. Like, this don't belong to us. This is God's given to us by his goodness, by his grace. We are able to do these things. Amen. So we're going to do our best to share that gift because it was given, and we're going to keep giving it out because it's infinite. There's no capacity limit to heaven. You know, everybody can come and take it and get it. You know what I mean? And it says in scripture, God longs for every person to be saved. He want, He longs for a relationship with every single individual on this planet. With that, with that sinner, with that dirtbag, believe it or not, with the rapist, you know, with the killer. Like, he wants that relationship because he knows what he can turn that into. Yeah. The masterpieces that he forms and molds on a daily basis, you know, yeah. he knows what he can do and you don't know what he can do, but he knows what you can do, what he can do like for you. And it's all just a matter of reaching out then yeah. bam, right there. Seems a little cliche, but with the right, um, with the right heart, and and the op- and being open and softened for for God to come in and and do his work it's going to happen that childlike spirit yeah you know it says to you know have to be like the little ones and you know what is what did Jesus mean by that it's like a a kid is going to believe just about anything you tell them they're so gullible so if God is telling you something be that gullible kid okay Daddy, father, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do that. Childlike faith. That man. childlike faith, bro. <clears throat> yep. Amen, bro. Well, you know, I I wish you all all the success in this new year, and you know, may all your dreams come true. And uh, you know, God bless you <clears throat> and your family, and you know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, and, man, uh, full of joy. I love it, man. Yeah, God man. bless you, man. Um. 
see you elevating and grinding, bro. Um, I'm I'm right up behind you, dog. I'm getting, I'm getting into shape. Make, keep making the bag, not burning myself out. Yep. Balance, gratitude, living water, hope. Yep. Giving. Let's do this. Recovery addicts. Let's go. See you on the next one. Yep. All right. Victorious, we became, but never forgot where we came from. Life or death, not a game. We came to change the lane. Recovery addicts, that's the name. Give yourself a break, just one day at a time. You were born to shine, so live and let love be forever. My sister, my brother, don't give in. Please remember, the lie is dead. We do recover. Welcome home.